Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this episode, Governor John Hickenlooper reviews the midterm elections, what he's hearing from people as he travels the country, and jamming with Bob Weir. This is the Brett Saunders Podcast. Thank you, Brett. Always a treat to be on with you. What did this election mean? So many Democratic victories. Was it symbolic of something to you? Well, I think it was a, a symbolic of a lot of different things. You know, part of it was a reaction to the White House and, and all the, you know, just the division, the conflict, uh, the, the lies, not telling the truth. I think a, a number of people voted Democratic uh not just in Colorado, but across the country, as a, as a form of protest. And I think Democrats have to remember that, that, that we still have work to do to demonstrate that, that our more collaborative uh, approach is better for the country. Now, there is one thing that's on my mind after the election, and that is the fact that we're having difficulty getting any kind of bond passed to fund our education system in the state. We're a prosperous state with an underfunded education system. Where do we go from here, Governor? Because I know that you would love to see that money go to the teachers and to the students. Yeah, I've been saying for eight years that we need to get more money for our teachers. But we haven't had the right process to get, in other words, we put some on the ballot and it goes down 60-40. So clearly there's not a, a process yet by which we're communicating with the rest of the state. Because I think most people in the state, if you ask them, are you willing to pay a little more to, to get, you know, make sure our teachers are better compensated? Almost everyone I talk to says yes. It's just that when it gets on the ballot, it's either too big or the, the, there's not enough checks and balances. People want to know exactly where their money's going to go. The same way, we, the, the, the transportation infrastructure initiatives both went down. Education went down. I think that should say something to Democrats that, you know, people aren't going to write a blank check. They want to work with Democrats, but they also want to know exactly how their money is going to be spent. All right. You've been traveling the United States, working with other candidates in this past campaign. Is there a universal message that you receive from the electorate, from voters across the country that you would like to share with us? Well, it's you know, it's all kinds of different messages. Uh, I do think that there's a real appetite. And I saw this in Florida and Georgia. I saw it in Iowa. Uh, I, I saw it when we were in California. Uh, an appetite for people to, you know, the public, the normal person who's out there trying to make a living and put food on the table for his family, he's sick of seeing the conflict and the division, all the partisanship. I think there's a real appetite for uh, to elect people, they're going to get things done. And if around the country, I looked at the Democratic candidates this year, and there were many of them that came directly from military backgrounds, or many of them that came from small business backgrounds. Uh, there was a really broad diversity of people uh, running as as Democrats, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's a trend that's in the right direction. Yeah, I would like to think that the Democratic Party is a big tent party, and it would seem to me that this election was proof of that. Exactly. I think that's 
that's a big part of it. And, you know, the, 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 there are a couple stumbles in the Senate, but I think it's worth remembering and, and paying attention that in the governor's races where, you know, we were down to about 12 or th- I think we were down to 13 or 14 go- Democratic governors. Uh, we added seven governors to the de- Democrats, added seven governors uh, and didn't lose one, didn't lose a state. So a whole bunch of states like uh, Michigan and, and Maine and uh, uh, Wisconsin, they elected Democratic governors uh, for the first time. And in, in some cases, it's been eight years. Now, I don't know if you heard this, but on a Wednesday night, James Corden asked if Colorado had become the coolest floor in America's dormitory. <laughs> after after the election of uh, Congressman Polis to the governor and, and more, how do you respond to that? Well, I I think that is simplifying and and actually uh, not accurate enough. Uh, I think what Colorado I think what Colorado has become is a state that other other governors, other people in other states admire and would like to to take many of the things we have here and have them in their own states. Now, not everything, because I tell you, you know, you look at some of the Midwestern states, they're not crazy about having recreational marijuana legalized. But but an awful lot of other states are, and certainly what we've done with outdoor recreation, what we've done with healthcare, what we've done with, you know, trying to get skills-based training so kids can get a better shot at these good jobs that are going to come out of the technology and innovation revolution. I think that stuff is, is you know, it's attractive to other states, and that's good. Back to recreational marijuana, though. Wasn't it just passed in Utah? And that is... Well, that wasn't... Was that recreational or medical? Maybe it was medical. I know that recreational passed in Michigan, which is... a I think of them as a Midwestern kind of state. It, it is, and and yeah. and you're exactly right. There there were all kinds of returns. I mean, marijuana at this point, whether it's medical or or, or recreational, that momentum is going to be difficult to slow down. Uh, but I do think that many places in the Midwest, let's say Kansas and Nebraska, are going to be more cautious. You know, and and the you know when you get into those agricultural states, they're just a little more. Uh, they, they want to reflect and, and really make sure this is a good thing before they leap in. I'm glad that you brought up Kansas because were you shocked? I was shocked that Kansas elected a Democratic governor. Yeah, and, and a woman, you know, uh, Christine Sebelius, uh was the governor, uh, let's see, four years, eight years ago, uh, and was amazing. People loved her. And I think this new governor is going to be a chip off the old block. I think she's going to do – I was very excited. I was surprised, too. I I knew that it was in play. Uh, and then the last four or five days before the election, everyone kept saying, hey, she's winning. I think she's going to win. All right. Speaking of marijuana, uh, I know that that is something that's been used in many concerts with a musician named Bob Weir. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I recently saw a video of you – when was that, when you performed with Bob Weir? So it was just about a week ago. It was last Friday, uh, and I was uh, asked to come to something called a conference in Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles, called the Summit Series. And the Summit brings together – it's mostly younger people. It's sort of like one of these kind of uh, ideas and policy festivals or or conferences, Uh, but it's for people in their 30s and 40s. Anyway, they asked me if I would be on a panel – uh, with just me and Bob Weir, and, and they'd get a moderator to ask us questions. I said, oh, my God, Bob Weir, I mean, I saw him play when I was 20 years old, uh, 19 years old, actually, the first time I saw The Grateful Dead. So I said, of course. So we get there, 
and and they've gone and, and gotten a banjo and they got it backstage and they convinced him and, and I've told him I wouldn't do it. And I told Bob Weir that I cannot play the banjo. You know, I played in college, but I'm just completely out of, of touch. And Bob Weir laughed and said, hey, we'll do Friend of the Devil and, and we'll just have fun. Come on out and play. And as long as he understands that I, that I suck, then why not take a shot at it once? Well, I think it worked out pretty well from what I saw. It was pretty much fun. It was, I tell you, it was a, a bucket list moment. If you'd ever told me ever in my life that I would be on a stage in any capacity, but, but playing a musical instrument with Bob Weir, I would have, I would have laughed and, and just told you you were to, to, top, to stop smoking that stuff. Sing It To Me, Santa is coming up on December the 1st, and uh, you're going to be involved, the fray back together to play. I just want to encourage everybody, this is another great way to help out education, and uh, it, it's something, you know, your involvement with Take Note Colorado, this is going to be a great note for you to go out on as governor. It's very exciting, and, and, and Sing It To Me, Santa, this is the fifth anniversary, so it's really got a, a, a real, becoming a tradition, it's got a real foothold, and, uh, you know, having Take Note tied so closely into it, you know, Take Note, I'm sure most of the, the of your listeners know that that's this vision that Colorado can be the first state in America where any kid that wants to learn to play music can get access to, a, to an instrument and a teacher, and we've made great progress over the last couple of years, and this concert is a way to raise money for it, and hopefully people will come. We're looking for sponsors so we can raise even more money. Uh, it, it's going to be a fun one. Governor John Hickenlooper, I really don't want to make you talk anymore. So, <laughs> I, I could, but I'm, I don't want to do that. Brett, you're always the consummate gentleman, and thank you so much, so much for all that you and KBCO do for music in Colorado. It's a big part of this state's success. And, you know, it's kind of exciting to know that Jared Polis is going to be pushing music you know, uh, making sure that we don't lose a step. You've been listening to the Brett Saunders Podcast. Listen to past episodes at kbco.com, on the iHeartRadio app, or download at iTunes. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.